Hello there. Thank you once again for clicking on the Great Stories Podcast. I am Ryan Weber, your host for the show and the creator, founder, uh, the brain behind the madness that is this strange little podcast of mine. Uh, This is uh, in the middle of a series called Locked In. Uh, This is episode number six, and this is definitely not the sixth day we've been locked in, if you haven't noticed. Uh, I somehow found a way to be very busy, even during a shutdown. Uh, my my other work, the the trucking job, uh, there's still machines that got to be moved, and we're trying to figure out how to do church online and all these things. And uh, so all that's going on. But uh, honestly, yeah, I just haven't uh, I haven't felt really into it. And uh, that's my own confession here. Just honestly, for for this show, I'm all about being real on the mics here. And uh, yeah, I just haven't haven't been feeling super deep spiritually, and uh, that's convicting. So, you know what they say is when when you when you find something that you're not good at, you should do it a lot. <laughs> um, and I, I'm just one of the things you might not know about the founder of your favorite podcast uh, is that I have a, a notoriously bad back. And uh, on occasion, maybe gosh, once every six months or so, sometimes I'll make it a year. But every six months or so, I will do something and just wreck this thing. And it brings me down, man. I, it makes me, it hurts so bad. I, I end up just kind of crawling around the house <laughs> trying to get my stuff together. So that's where I'm at right now. And I just think in, in these times, uh, the best thing that we could do is run to Christ. And uh, I want to lead anybody with ears to hear uh, to come with me. And I think there's a psalm that I want to go through today. I haven't done a psalm on here yet. Um, so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and crack them open. Otherwise, I'll, I'll do a, drama, a dramatized reading for you. Uh, we're looking at Psalm number 22. Psalm 22. And uh, to set this one up, a lot of folks, if you've been around church for a minute, you've heard uh, that when, when Christ was on the cross, he said, he said these words. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that, oddly enough, is the first line of this psalm. And apparently, back in the day, uh, they didn't have, like, they didn't call it Psalm 22. Like, they didn't have them organized in that way. Uh, They would name the psalm after the first line in it. So this psalm, you know, to those people would be called, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And uh, so Christ, instead, (laughs) he used, it's a good economy of words, really, because instead of, like quoting this entire psalm. I'm not sure that would have been very difficult <laughs> in the physical condition he was in. He just said the first line and people would know like, oh, he's talking about that. So if you got your Bibles, let's look at Psalm 22. Here we go. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cried by day but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Page turn. In your fathers trusted, in, in you our fathers trusted. They trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried, 
and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by people. All who see me mock me. They make, they make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord, yet him, let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. Gosh, Psalms are hard to read. Let me, <laughs> let me keep going. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me. Like a ravening, like a, a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It melts within my breast. My strength is dried up like pot shred. Potsherd. I don't know what that is. And my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They drive. They divide my garments among them. And from my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. You, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel, for he has not despised or uh, abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard, and he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the generation, in the great congregation. My vow I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your heart, may your hearts lift, live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Prosperity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord of, to the coming generations. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to the people yet unborn, that he has done it. There you go. That's Psalm 22. There's a lot in there, and I am definitely not going to expand upon all of the teachings of this passage, but a couple things that jump out at me, and, and you know, I want to push you, the listener, to pick through it and just see what jumps out at you. Uh, there's a um, couple things in here that are interesting to me. I think the fact that Christ referenced this on the cross, 
is is pretty dramatic because this psalm was written a, a great deal of time before Christ lived. So, uh, you know, this is you know written in the older kingdom of Israel. So this is maybe four hundred years, maybe more uh, before Christ was was on earth. And it's pretty commonly understood, as far as I know from Bible scholars, that this is a, a prophecy of sorts. And I think the, the parallels are incredible. When you look at, uh, let's see, especially things like in verse, from verse like 12 through 18, you know, it talks about uh, how he's surrounded by bulls. Um, Let's see, it says in verse 14, I'm poured out like water, my bones are out of joint, my heart is like wax, that's melted within my chest, my strength is dried up, my tongue sticks to my jaw, like these are all, this is like literally the condition of Christ's body while he's quoting this psalm, like his bones were out of joint, he's hanging from his hands, uh, his heart is like wax, that's an interesting thing because I, I I saw a, a documentary one time about what what physiological things would happen to someone in, in Christ's condition, just being dehydrated and then beaten, you know, hypovolemic from bleeding and then and then I guess there's like a this weird like hardening uh waxy condition that comes around your heart. Like this is a literal like response to his condition. His heart's like wax. Very strange. Uh I don't claim to be a doctor, but I, that's just a very odd thing for a psalmist to write. Like, hearts like wax. What does that even mean? Well, Christ's heart was like that. It says, uh, the dogs encompass me. Uh, verse 17, I can count all my bones, you know. Uh, they divide my garments among them. They cast lots for my clothes. We know from, from the Gospels they did exactly that. Uh, some of the Romans, they, they cast lots for Christ's clothes. It says, uh, yeah, they, oh, verse uh, 16 it says they have pierced my hands and my feet so i mean just the it's i think it's super obvious that this psalm is essentially basically like christ you know and here's <laughs> here's how these this funny things work with scripture is that so we believe that god inspires the writing of scripture and so the psalmist is basically writing on behalf of god and in this case, I think if, if you think about it, God is basically telling the psalmist to write a psalm that is relevant to Christ years and years and years later. Uh, he's, he's basically writing his own psalm. And so when Christ says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's referencing, here, check this out. I wrote this down about what's happening right now. But as, as bleak as that is, uh, I think it, it gets... It gets so much better because as you look later on into the passage, like uh, verse 19, uh, you will not be far off. You, know, you have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. He, he goes into this just beautiful. Uh, verse 23, you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All your offspring of Israel, for he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. That's such a powerful line. He has not hidden his face from him, but he has heard when he has cried to him. So this is Christ on the cross crying on behalf of the afflicted because he is afflicted. <laughs> and what he's saying is that what what you're witnessing, this, this huge act on the cross, 
is is to glorify God. All your offspring, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, of what he's doing. Because uh, what is he doing? He, he's on the cross, and he's essentially soaking up the punishment for all the sin that everybody who would ever call him God deserves. It's an impossible thing. It's a preposterous thing if you think about you know the the implications of that like we don't we don't deserve that he's he's redeeming sinners he's he's redeeming people who are his enemy and and in my in my case in particular you know i I was literally his enemy i was outspoken enemy of christ i thought christianity was lame christians were stupid but he redeemed me anyway when he's when he's sitting on the cross or not sitting on when he's hanging on the cross he's he's saying these things uh, and I'm included in that. And just as, as it applies to our current circumstance, I think, you know, in, in a lot of ways, man, I I get grumpy with God sometimes. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, what are we doing here? Why does my back hurt like this? Why do I got to stay in my house? Why do people got to be getting sick? How come we got, you know, all these things that, that I just don't approve of, of <laughs> in the world, you know, according to me. But uh, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, like God, he knows a little bit about what fair is. Like he knows a little bit about what suffering is. He's had a, a pretty a pretty miserable experience here. Um, but he did it out of love and he did it because he cares so much for us. And, and I think that just makes Jesus so accessible. He's not like some kind of far off like hard to imagine thing. Like I can, I can picture all of these things in, in his life. I can know his face and I can see what he's doing. And, and this Psalm helps me to just understand the emotion that he was going through this conflict within himself, even just about like, look what's happening. This is, this is horrible. This hurts. This here's the situation. But at the end of the day, man, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you and, you know, um, all your offspring will glorify him. Verse 25 is from you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who feared him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. You see, this is just as much a prophecy as anything else. And this is like, okay, here's all this negative stuff. There's a lot of junk, a lot of crud, but really our hope lies in the Lord. Our hope lies in in the vow that he will perform before those who fear him. That's us. That's us. The afflicted, that's us, shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him, hopefully that's us, uh, and praise him. We praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever, and I, I believe they will. Uh, communion with him so as uh yeah i just encourage you pick through this psalm the more gosh every every other line is is so dramatic um so with that uh thank you for listening today thanks for putting up with me um i uh, i would appreciate those of you listening out there a little bit of prayer this uh the spine thing makes me really grumpy and uh, you know, just produces a little spiritual low. But I'm running to the book. I'm running to prayer. Running to Him. And I encourage you to do the same. Let's all just seek His face, and uh, we can rest in that security. We can rest in that love, that that provision that He's given us, and we can know that our hearts will live forever with Him. We'll praise Him because He's God, and and that's His jam. Uh, so, with that, 
Thanks for listening, and don't touch your eyeballs. Bye.